What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode number 14 of the Gunslinger Podcast. I am your host, Nick Charles. You can head over to Instagram and follow over there at the Gunslinger Podcast and also head over to Spotify and Apple Podcasts to follow and subscribe on there for all of our shows. Um, another Sunday edition here and joined again by Mr. Uh, Shawnee Buckets. How are you doing today, sir? Doing good, Nick. Ready for some week five football. Hopefully it's a little bit better than what we got on Thursday night because I'm not ready to watch another one of those kind of games. Yeah, that was uh, absolutely terrible. I, I didn't even want to touch on that today. I was just before I got on here, I actually saw uh, RG3 tweeted out. Um, that we should all get a free month of Amazon Prime for having to watch that game. I'm on good Thursday. with that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'll, I'm not even going to touch on that game. That was a disaster. Um, we could talk about that all day. So, um, real quick, um, last week for Survivor, you, who did you end up taking? Green Bay. They gave me another scare right. last weekend, and uh, I'm glad they eked it out. But for a while, it didn't look good for them. Yeah, that was a. Uh, you know, we, I know we touched on that with the Patriots and ended up being a very good game. Um, they're, Green Bay's probably got one of the better matchups, I'd say, this week playing the Giants in London this morning. Um, I did not survive in Survivor as I picked Pittsburgh and they lost to the Jets last week. But luckily for me, I was able to buy back in. Um, and there leaves, what, five of us left in the pool now, I believe? Yeah. Yep. So we're getting down there. Um, the, and me, you, and Craig all can't buy back in, but two of the people can. So um, looking at the games for this week, who are you looking at for Survivor? Uh, Tampa Bay. I think they've got finally everybody healthy. Godwin looked good last week. I know he got banged up a little towards the end of the game, but from what I'm hearing, he's a full go today. And with Kyle Pitts being out, I know he hasn't done much in terms of, you know, getting receiving yards but that's just another uh piece of that offense you don't have to worry about I don't know if you saw that game last week Mariota had like seven completions and somehow they won I don't believe it but and then Cordell mm-hmm. Patterson also now on IR so they have two huge parts of their offense out in Tampa Bay with Tom Brady and his receivers fully healthy I can't envision a scenario where they win yeah I mean I love that Brady's never lost to Atlanta either in his career so I think he's like 10 and 0 or 11 and 0 or something so um I like that a lot. I mean, I, I try to stay as far away from the divisional games as I can, just because you never know um, with how familiar those teams are with each other. But I think Tampa should roll. Um, I love that pick. I mean, them and Buffalo are the only, I mean, they're both double digit favorites this week. Um, I'm, I'm going with new England. I mean, I, it's kind of a risky call. I think with new England's at home, I don't, they can't afford to lose this game. Um, Detroit's, the best offense in the NFL through four weeks, but they're also the worst defense. So I'm just kind of hoping that Belichick will um, dial up enough on both sides of the ball to win that game at home. And especially with DeAndre Swift being out, that definitely helps. Um, yeah. We'll they, see about Amon Ra too. I know right. it's game time decision. It looks like. Right. So taking the Patriots there, um, jumping into some of the, games this week um i think there's it's very under the radar as like the quality of games we might see today i mean starting with 
the we'll start with the one o'clock games. I'll skip over Green Bay. I think they're gonna roll over the Giants. The Giants are very depleted offensively. You think the Packers are gonna roll today? Oh yeah, absolutely. Then looks like the couple of receivers are coming on for Green Bay, so I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um Chargers at Cleveland, I think is very interesting because both teams are in the midst, I'd say. I mean, I know it's still early, but I mean Cleveland lost two games I think they should have won um but if anyone told me they'd be two and two at this point without Deshaun Watson I'd be very shocked um in the I don't I don't remember what kind of run scheme the Browns have but the way they run the football or want to run the football is the way the Chargers hate defending the run so I think Nick Chubb could have a field day in Cleveland um and you know with Keenan Allen out again the Chargers are, you know, they're missing a lot still. You know, the injuries up front on both sides of the ball aren't going away. They really struggled last week, I think, to stop um, a Texans offense that has not been very good at all. So I'm very interested to see how the Chargers do. I'm actually taking Cleveland to win today. How do you see this one going? Yeah, so I have the Chargers. I know I talked with you early on in the year about my Super Bowl pick, and it was the Chargers, and I know they've struggled a little bit. Uh, Keenan Allen again out today so he's been out for what four straight games now or something like that if the Chargers are going to be a Super Bowl caliber team they should win this game Um, I agree with you Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt will probably get a good amount of yardage on the ground Um, but the Chargers did a good job last week I think of getting Mike Williams and Austin Eckler the ball in creative ways so if they can do that here and if they want to be competitive in the AFC West because it looks like Kansas City is just rocking and rolling even without Tyreek Hill this year they got to win this kind of game um, and they would be three and two if they win this game. So we should see the Chargers come out, play strong. I, I, you know, I was worried about Herbert, but he looked good last week. Gerald Everett's kind of been a surprise at tight end for them and their defense is still good. I know Bose is out, but it looks like they're still finding ways to rush the passer and, you know, create turnovers. So I think the Chargers should win this game here, but you know, if the Browns get out to an early lead and they can run the ball and the Chargers can't stop that, they could definitely win too. But I, I'm picking Chargers here. Yeah, I mean, I I think I think that's going to be a great game. Um, Texans traveling to Jacksonville. I won't touch on that. I'm I'm taking the Jags. You taking the Jags? Yeah, on that one? me too. Okay. Yep. Um, Steelers at Bills. I me and Craig talked about this a lot early on in the week. Um, one of his better friends in Texas is a big Steelers fan. Um, and Craig is very on the board of, he hates Mitch Trubisky. Um, and we kind of got talking about this cause I've been on the side of, I think Trubisky gets screwed everywhere he goes and he's not really given a full opportunity. Um, the Steelers are starting Kenny Pickett today in Buffalo. Um, I don't think this is a great spot for him to be getting his first start. I probably would have waited till they maybe had a home game, um, especially since they're one and three right now. The Steelers aren't really looking like they're going to be a contender. They're kind of in like a rebuilding year. It almost looks like without um, TJ Watt up front has really made a difference the last three weeks for them on the defensive side of the ball. So um, I'm taking the Bills. I think they should roll. Um, the only I could see Kenny Pickett having a decent game just because the Bills are so depleted um, in that secondary still. So, but I think Josh Josh Allen and the Bills will do enough to win this one. Do you, you agree there? 
Yeah, I think the Bills win at home. This is their second home game of the year, and we saw what they did to the Titans in their first home game. So the spread, though, is 14. It's, that's a big number. And when the spread is this big, it always seems like weird stuff happens. Um, I know you mentioned to me, I think you said that Poyer. Yeah, I think he's already been um, out, declared okay. out. Okay, so they got high. So both their starting safety still out. I don't. I haven't watched Bills games too closely this year, so I don't know how much that's affected you know, other teams and being able to throw the ball. Um, and I believe Tredavious White is still out. So, you know, we'll see with Kenny Pickett. I think it should be a, at least a minor improvement with the offense. They still have playmakers, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson. George Pickens really had a good game last week, even though they lost. So, you know, I think the Bills win, but it's like, it's always weird. When the number's this big, weird stuff kind of happens. So in a, you know, very unlikely, but, small possibility scenario i could see the steelers i think they went up there in one week one last year and that was a huge surprise to everybody but yep. i mean I, I expect the bills to win but some crazy stuff could happen yeah i mean i agree i think yeah i mean the bills definitely win i think 14 is a lot um, especially there's a i feel like the nfl always has a ton of backdoor covers um so i mean the steelers could be down by 20 in the fourth and score a late touchdown and cover there so um but yeah i like the bills um Bears at Vikings, Kirk's in the one o'clock slot. This is where he always thrives. He's at home. The Bears have been absolutely terrible um, throwing the football to this point in the season. I think the Vikings will roll here. Um, what I mean, unless Fields can get it going through the air, which I don't see happening. But how do you see this one going? Well, I like the Vikings. I don't I don't expect them to roll because we know too well that Kirk Cousins just seemingly plays down to the competition. Um, but, I, I mean, I could definitely see a scenario where the Vikings roll here, and they should based on their talent. So, you know, Justin Jefferson had a big game last week. Dalvin Cook, I think he's got to get more involved. I know he was a little banged up last week. I think he's healthier this week. So I expect him to have a big game. The Bears' rush defense is one of the bottom in the NFL. So if they can get, you know, Jefferson and Cook and I know you've mentioned Kirk has got to do a better job spreading the ball around it looks like last week and the week before he did do that so I expect that to continue uh David Montgomery is supposed to be back for the Bears today so we'll see how much of an impact he makes yeah that Bears passing offense has just looked dreadful so far so I like the Vikings here I'll think I think the Bears cover but the Vikings win okay I like that yeah Mooney is their leading receiver he has eight catches for 121 yards through four games so um not great, but, I mean, we've seen the Vikings get beat um, all season pretty much with the deep ball, especially last week. Chris Olave looked really good, I thought, um, in spurts and um, got behind the secondary a lot um, that Dalton missed him. But um, Lions at Patriots, you know, I touched on, I think the Patriots, I mean, there's my survivor pick. I think they're at home. The Lions are extremely banged up offensively. I know they were last week as well, and they still put up 40-something points on Seattle. Um, I don't see that happening against a Belichick coach team in New England. Um, Jared Goff, I was looking at his stats. He only played the Patriots twice in the regular season, and he did not look good in either one of those games. Um, and They won one a couple of years ago in um, Los Angeles, but um, – I don't think Goff's going to have a good day. I think the Patriots are a very sneaky DraftKings defense play this week, and I think the Patriots should um, find enough um, from the running game to to beat the Lions. They're three and a half point favorites. I think you know that's 
probably right around where it should be. I think the Patriots will win by probably like six or seven. Um, how do you see this one going? Yeah, I completely agree. And the running game looked really good last week too with uh, Harris and Stevenson. So I expect that to continue. Um, I'm assuming Zappy's the quarterback today. Um, yes, he's supposed so, to be. <laughs> yeah, and I think the receivers looked pretty good last week. I know it was Zappy's first game, but you know they design plays, get guys open. The running backs look good. They should. I, I honestly think they should have won that game in Green Bay last week. So if they do that, I think they're even you know more favored in this game. But I, I think they roll here, and they're wearing those nice Pat Patriot uniforms. So they're making That's a right. comeback there, and they always seem to do well with those. So I remember, I think it was like one game. I don't know if it was like 10, 15 years ago. They won like. It was a snowy game, like 59 to nothing over the Titans, mm. rocking those Pat Patriot uniforms. So, That's right. Um, so they should be good, doing good with those. So it, it'll be it'll be fun to see those back in action. And, yeah, I think the only concern I have is if Amon Ross St. Brown plays, you know, they the Patriots have to find a way to shut him down. But with Belichick, I don't worry too much about that. Yeah, I agree. I think should be – I think, yeah, Patriots should win. Um, a very interesting game here um, – Early on, I'm going to skip the Saints-Seahawks game. I don't really have much to talk about in that one. But Dolphins at Jets. Um, Dolphins are 3-1. and one. I mean, obviously, two is still in the concussion protocol. The Jets are 2-2 two and two and have looked much better this year than they did last year. I think both those games they won this year, Steelers and, Cle- and against the Browns, would have been losses last year. So the Jets have definitely shown improvement to this point. Um, I'm not a big believer at all in Miami. Um, I kind of made that clear last week, but um, I'm pick- taking the Jets to win here. They're at home. The- there's injury questions for the Dolphins with Xavier Howard, um, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, and um, their offensive tackle, Armstead, or whatever his name is. He's questionable as well, I'm pretty sure. So they have a ton of injury <clears throat> questions coming into the game. Teddy Bridgewater is probably not that big of a drop-off from Tua, but I think the Jets at home um, in a divisional game, it's going to be very close, and I think they're going to do just enough to pull this one out. Um, they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Even if they lose, I think Miami might only win by a field goal, so I would definitely take the Jets to cover in this one. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that completely. I have the Jets covering but not winning, but – like you said, who knows what the injuries here? So Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Xavier Howard. I think I heard Hill and Waddle are both expected to play, but even if they do, do we know if they're at 100%? I'm not sure. And then Xavier Howard, I don't know about his status, but that would be a huge uh, boost to the Jets if he doesn't play. And now the Jets finally have a team with playmakers. It seems like a long time since they've had that. They've got mm-hmm. you know, three really good wide receivers. Brees Hall looks good at running back, you know. I didn't know what to expect from Zach Wilson last week, but like you said, this is a different Jets team. It seems like with Zach Wilson leading the charge and Robert Sala, you know, leading that team, it just seems like they have more fight in them. And Sauce Gardner, their cornerbacks, been I saw he was like ranked as the top rookie so far this season. So mm-hmm. I just and the Dolphins and Jets, I feel like it's always close, no matter if it's in uh, New Jersey or Miami. So um, I like the Dolphins to win, but the Jets to cover. But, I mean, I could totally see the Jets winning this game. Yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm just there because they're home divisional game. I mean, it's, I mean, the Jets win their three and two. I mean, it's a, I think it's a big game for them, for their fan base um, to get off to this start that they haven't really seen since probably Rex Ryan was around. Um, so it's a big game for them. I'm sure their, their fans will be out and going crazy for this. Um, I'm going to skip the Bucks Falcons. You know, we both kind of just touched on that. 
Um, I mean, I think the Bucks are going to roll as well. Um, Titans at Washington. This game's very interesting to me because the Titans have been one of the best first half offenses in the NFL this year, but they can't seem to put points on the board in the second half. And they're like max point. Like they get to like 24 points the last two games and they just completely shut down offensively. Um, they lost Traylon Burks. He just got put on IR yesterday. So I'm not really sure what to expect from the Titans. I do like that. Henry's been more involved in the passing game. Um, I know Washington's banged up as well, but I'm taking the commanders at home. I don't think it's going to be a pretty game by any means, but I think they might have just enough to squeak this one out against the Titans. Um, what, how do you see this one going? Yeah, I completely agree. I like the commanders here too. Um, and as bad as Carson Wentz has looked, and I know that from being an Eagles fan, he can look really bad at times. Um, their offense of pieces have looked good. Like Curtis Samuel has looked really good. I know Jahan Dotson's out today, but Terry McLaurin is still a star. And I think with this game, it's important to note that I think the commander's strength is where the they match where the Titan strength is. So the commanders can stop the run. So if they can limit Derrick Henry, and like you mentioned, Traylon Burks is on IR now for the Titans. Um, I don't know how good Tannehill is going to look throwing the ball. I think it's one of these weird spots for the Titans. I heard this on a podcast the other day. They played the Colts. Now they have the commanders on the road, and then they have a bye and play the Colts again. So it's one of these like sandwich games mm-hmm. where they could totally slip up. Um, and I see that happening here. I think you know, Carson Wentz has a decent game. Curtis Samuel, I'll mention this later, but I think he has a good game. And same with Terry McLaurin. So Brian Robinson also back for the commanders today. That's a huge boost to that team. I'm sure emotionally they're so happy to have that guy back. And I don't know if we'll see him on the field today, but if he is, that's that's awesome to hear for the commanders. Yeah, I mean, I was a big fan of him at Alabama last year. I think he's a great running back. All they've done is talk so highly of him. So, yeah, like you said, that's a big boost to their offense, their running game, et cetera. So um, another 4 o'clock game for Carolina this week, kind of weird back-to-back home How do we get that? <laughs> I know. Um, been one of the worst teams in football, I think, to this point. Um, I don't even – I don't have much of anything to say about them. I think Matt Rule needs to be gone. Um, they need to get rid of McAdoo. And they kind of just need to start from there, I think. I don't think it's all on Baker to this point. I think he's definitely had some problems. But you can only do what the coaches are telling you to do every single week. So I think they got to get rid of the coaching staff, see what they can do offensively. If Baker's not the answer, you move on from him. But, I mean, you don't want to, like, dilly-dally around and not really know. And then next year you're in a complete disaster at quarterback because Darnold, Baker, and – um, the Matt Corral, the rookie from Ole Miss, are all kind of just sitting there, and you don't know what to do with any of them. So, um, 49ers looked really good against the Rams um, on Monday night last week. So, I think the 49ers will roll here over Carolina. How do you? What do you think? Yeah, so I think the 49ers win, but it's possible the Panthers cover here. I mean, I just Jimmy G. I don't know. It's he still doesn't look great. Luckily, their defense is awesome. And they have playmakers like Debo Samuel, who had that awesome touchdown last week. And then Jeff Wilson has been good running the ball. Kittle's finally healthy, so we'll see if he gets involved more in the passing game. Um, but I, I just I worry about Jimmy G a little bit on the road. And this isn't a uh, – it's a 4.05 game. So, for them, it's not like that, like, west to east coast, like, early game. It's still, like, aligns with the time. Mm-hmm. So, it shouldn't have – 
a, like as much of an impact on them, but I like, this should be like a low scoring game, I think. And the Panthers have the possibility to have a backdoor cover here. Um, I just, yeah, if, if rule loses this week, I, I, they should, he should be gone. I mean, the Panthers aren't going anywhere. Surprisingly, they've been close in most of their games, but this offense just looks terrible. And I hate that DJ Moore is not getting involved. Christian McCaffrey like had a, you know, one of those like garbage time drives last week where he caught like six passes and a touchdown at the very end of the game. Mm-hmm. So uh, made it look better for his stat line, but this Panthers team, it's just, it's just not good right now. And like you said, I don't, if rule gets fired and McAdoo's the interim coach, I don't think that's the answer. Phil Snow, their defensive coordinator has been really good. So I don't know if they'd go that way for an interim coach, but yeah, I mean, I think 49ers win, but it's, it's possible Panthers cover, but I'm not, you know, that doesn't give me hope that they're going to be better <laughs> for the future. Yeah, they're in a complete <clears throat> I don't even know. They're just kind of I mean, their best defensive player, in my opinion, Jeremy Chin, isn't playing either. I think he just got put okay. on IR. So That's um <laughs> yeah. I, I think Kittle across the middle and um I really like Wilson um as well today. But um a big game here. The only undefeated team left. Uh your Eagles are traveling across a couple time zones to play Arizona. Um, I know next week it's Eagles and Cowboys, so not that the Eagles are looking ahead, but, I mean, that's a huge game next week, regardless of what happens this week. So um, Arizona's been pretty bad defensively, but they always – they're kind of just – besides that first game, I feel like they kind of just hang around in these games. Um, and their offense kind of struggles once it gets, like, um, across the 50, I feel like. They haven't been scoring a ton of touchdowns, so – I think this is a spot where Philadelphia can definitely win. It just worries me that, um, like I mentioned, you know, across a couple time zones, they haven't really had that, like, let-up game yet. Um, and Arizona's a good competitive team, so I think they'll make it competitive regardless. Um, I'm not really sure if Arizona can win. I think they will cover. I think it's like five and a half right now or something. I think Kyler Murray always um, performs well when he's like a – five or six point underdog at home. So um should be a good game. Um you think the Eagles will stay undefeated after this one? Yeah, I like them here in this spot, but like you said, this is definitely a slip up spot and you mentioned it. They might be looking ahead to the Cowboys game. It's on Sunday night next week and then they have to buy after that. So this is definitely one of those like weird spots where traveling across the country, the Eagles could slip up here. I think if the Eagles want to prove to everybody that they're a real contender here, I know they're 4-0, but, you know, maybe it's not been the most convincing 4-0 ever. Um, they got to win this game. Or in this game isn't so much of um, the Eagles, you know, talent and offense. It's more that Kyler has just looked in shambles at times this year. Like, sometimes he'll make this miraculous play, like that Raiders game where he just made some crazy plays and they ended up winning that game on a turnover in overtime. Um he looks so good. But then other times, like last week, I remember he was like yelling at his coach from the field and like not getting the play in in time and just, just mistakes all over the place. So I like the Eagles here. If they're going to prove, like I said, if they're going to prove their contenders, they should win this game and not, you know, be so distracted by the game next week on Sunday night. Um, we'll see with the Cardinals offense. I think Rondale Moore is supposed to play. So that'll be good for them. I know they've also in a few weeks got DeAndre Hopkins looking back, um, DeAndre Hopkins coming back. And then if they win this game, they're three and two and they're right in the thick of it in the NFC West. So I'm sure this is a huge game for the Cardinals. So I, I have the Eagles winning and covering, but this is definitely a game the Eagles could lose. And I heard, I know I listened to the fantasy footballers podcast and they're big Cardinals fans. The Eagles 
according to them, have never won in this Cardinal Stadium. And it's been around mm. for, what, 18 or 20 years. So if you if you pay attention <laughs> to that kind of thing, we'll see, you know. But I, I like the Eagles here. Yeah, I mean, I, it's a very interesting note. Um, I know we had, I kind of mentioned this like a week or two ago about the Eagles' second-half struggles. They're, the, they lead the NFL in points per game in the first half at 23 points a game with Kansas City and Baltimore tied for second at 18 points per game in the first half. But when you look at their second half, they're only scoring 5.8 points per game right now, which puts them as tied for 29th in the NFL. So That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's like the teams are making adjustments at halftime or, I mean, what the problem is scoring in the second half. But um, a, a game on the road, um, I think, you, I mean, you're definitely going to have to score points throughout um, regardless um, of who you're playing. So um, that should be interesting to keep an eye on if they can kind of get some more points scored in the second half. And just real quick, I mentioned that with the Titans, they can't, they score, they get off to these quick starts and then they're last in the NFL. They're scoring 1.8 points per game in the second half this year. So they're getting less than a field goal per game in the second half, which is just disgusting. Um, Real quick, a jump on uh, touch on these Cowboys at Rams. Um, I'm taking the Cowboys here. I think I'd like, I love how they're playing right now with, Cooper Rush um, and the Rams haven't shown me anything yet this year offensively they look really lost besides Cooper Cup um, and they would have no running game their offensive line is terrible and I think that's where Dallas might win this game is where their pressure on Stafford making him uncomfortable so I'm taking the Cowboys to win this I think their their fans will travel very well and will take over that stadium so um I'll take Dallas to win this. Who do you have winning this game? Yeah, so right now I have the Cowboys covering, but the Rams winning. But I think it'll come down to in this game which defense can pressure the quarterback more and force more turnovers because I don't trust either offense really to put up a lot of points here. Um, But, I mean, there's definitely – it's very likely the Cowboys could win this game. I just – I see the Rams winning this game, but I'm not confident about it. Okay, I got you. Sunday night, Bengals at Ravens. Like I mentioned, you know, I thought the Bengals were going to start rattling some wins off here. This is a big game um, for the division lead pretty much. So the Ravens have – they're 2-2. Two and two, And I mentioned this yesterday. You know, we both saw they've only been trailing for 13 seconds all season. And they're 2-2. Two and two. So they've been in the lead in, in the, you know, two games that they definitely should have won against uh, Miami and Buffalo last week. But – um, the Bengals had their number last year, um, and until I see differently, I'm sticking with uh, Burrow and Chase and um, Higgins and those boys. So um, I'll take the Bengals to win a, a, a tight one on Sunday night in Baltimore. Yeah, I, I got the Ravens here, but I thought Higgins was going to be out, but I heard last night that he's supposed to play. So that changes my mind a little bit here. And also the Ravens are going to be without Rashad Bateman here. I don't – Lamar's just so creative. He finds ways to win without having like any receivers. I know he's got Mark Andrews, but, um, and JK Dobbins looked good last week and in his return. Um, I have the Ravens right now, but you know, now that I know Higgins is going to play, I could see my prediction flip flopping throughout the day. If I think about it a little bit more so, but this should be a very exciting game, huge divisional game. Cause both these teams are two and two. Yeah, definitely. Um, and finally another, I mean, a big division game, I think for the Raiders, I mean, they're, they won last week, beat Denver. Um, 
that was a big win for them to get on the board. They're at Kansas City in Arrowhead on Monday night. Should be an electric atmosphere. Mahomes has looked absolutely unreal at points this season. I know last week against the Bucs, he looked incredible. Um, I have Kansas City winning this. I know the Raiders are getting Renfro back and Waller should be healthy, but I just I don't know if Carr will be able to do enough um, to win in Kansas City. So I'll take the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, I like the Chiefs too. I was going to ask you, do you think the Raiders, because they relied so much on Jacobs last week and it worked, do they you think they'll try to do that again just to keep the Chiefs off the field and it looked like that's where they're we're getting a lot of offensive production from? Um, I think they're going to have to. I mean, definitely running the ball. Um, but I feel like beating the – you need to beat the Chiefs through the air, I feel like, yeah. not, not on the ground. So, um, I'm not sure. I mean, the – I like to – yeah, go ahead. I was saying the Ra- – I mean, the Raiders have plenty of weapons through the air. Yeah. I mean, you talk about Waller, Adams, Renfro. Matt Collins has come on this year and been pretty consistent. So, I think the Raiders have – they can do it, but I just don't know if they'll have enough um, yeah. in that in that stadium on Monday night. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the stadium should be rocking. And the Raiders, <laughs> you know, they got their first win, an emotional hard-fought game for them. So, I think they'll let down a little bit this week in Kansas City. I, yeah, I like the Chiefs here and the number two. Nice. Um, jumping over to like DraftKings this week. Um, last week we did like uh, me, you, Craig, and um, Joe and Jason. We jumped in a pool together, and that was um, <laughs> that was a disaster. I mean, Jason <laughs> absolutely crushed us with a lineup that consisted oh of Josh Allen, Jamal Williams, Damian Pierce, Drake London, Michael Gallup, Isaiah McKenzie, TJ Hawkinson, who scored forty two point nine points. James Robinson and the Giants defense, which scored 16. Um, I was wondering where he was getting his insider info from last week with all those players going off. Yeah, he so he scored 168. Um, second, Craig finished at 129. So big gap there. Yeah. Um, put a, another one together this week. We'll see if Jason runs away with it. But um, <laughs> DraftKings this week, I, I went back and forth a lot. And I really couldn't come up with like a stack that I loved in any of the games. Um, the one I did like a lot was Josh Allen with Diggs and Gabriel Davis, but it was just way too expensive to try to put other pieces around them. Um, so I went completely probably off the grid this week. Um, I went with Kenny Pickett, Singletary for the Bills, um, Ramondre Stevenson, Cooper Cup, Chris Olave, who actually leads the NFL in air yards. Which... Yeah, and I don't think it's close either. No, he's kind of running away there. So he's got a ton of deep opportunities. And Seattle sucks against the pass. So I think he could have a decent game. Um, I'm pairing Pickens with Pickens with Pickett. Um, they look, they had a pretty good connection last week um, in that limited time they were together on the field. So I'm thinking they're going to be trailing against Buffalo and are going to need to be throwing. Um, Went with Kittle at tight end. He's the highest price this week, but I think a lot of people will see that and just jump off of him. And like I mentioned with Chin out, I think, you know, Kittle had nine targets in these last two games back. He had a red zone target last week that he just missed getting his second foot inbounds on a touchdown. So I like Kittle here. Um, Tyler Lockett in the, the flex. I think Lattimore will be on Metcalf. So um, I like Lockett. He's getting a ton of targets. He's got like 30 targets over the last three games. So, um, I love that. And then, like I mentioned, I have the Patriots defense coming in. I think they'll put up a, a good fight at home. 
Um, what are you looking at for DK this week? Yeah, I think he made some really good calls there. I like the Kittle call too, because that's not going to be a highly played um, play for tournaments. So I went with a Brady stack. I think Brady's going to have a huge game. He always seems to, you know, these teams with lesser competition, he doesn't care. He'll just keep throwing the ball. So mm-hmm. I have Brady as my quarterback, and then I paired wide receivers. They're actually pretty cheap this week, so I was able to fit in some nice other things that I like. I have James Robinson at the running back, and then Jeff Wilson is my other running back. My other receiver, I have George Pickens. He really came on last week. And to go with your uh, Kenny Pickett um, pick for your lineup, I like that. And then David Njoku, it seems like one of the lower-priced tight ends, but he could definitely have a big game. Uh, so I have him at tight end. I have A.J. Brown in my flex, just one of those mm-hmm. later game uh, players. And I think with the Cardinals secondary not looking good, he should have a big game. And then 49ers, D, I think they're just going to force a lot of turnovers, pressure the quarterback. So I like that. Yeah, I love that. I love the Brady stack. I went there and I just, I mean, I think it's great. I just think it's going to be so highly owned. I think it's a great yeah. one to have for like double ups. Um, mm-hmm. But I think everyone's going to be all over the yeah, bucks in this one. I agree. I might switch off that too, but I definitely want to have part of that offense. So whether it be just Brady or, you know, one of those receivers instead of two. So we'll see. Yeah, for sure. Kind of just building off of the the bucks. Um, I, I have like three prop three, three leg parlays that I threw together for today. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is Leonard Fournette over 66 and a half rushing yards. I think, like you mentioned, I think Tampa was going to be up early. Um, he always seems to get involved. He only had three carries last week. I think it was just because they got behind so early. Yeah. Um, but I don't see that happening. I think they'll feed Leonard the ball against Atlanta. So, <clears throat> and I was also reading that, again, another one of like the way Tampa runs the ball is how Atlanta hates defending the run. So I think Fournette will thrive there. Uh, I went, went with Chubb. His rushing total is it's high. I mean, it's 90 and a half, but I mean, Cleveland wants to run the ball. They're going to try to run the ball to keep Herbert off the field. So um, I like that. So Fournette over, Chubb over, and then I have Mooney over his receiving total. It's 49 and a half. It's definitely high, but like I mentioned, Minnesota can get beat deep. Um, They have all year. I expect the Vikings to be in the lead in this one, and hopefully Fields can maybe get unleashed a little bit and get some deep balls downfield. So, that's where I'm going with that one. My second one, I have the Bucks covering the spread. It's my, they're it's ten right now. I think that's low. I think they'll win by fourteen or more. Um, Alvin Kamara, if he plays, his rushing and receiving total is ninety and a half. I was reading yesterday that he looks like he's back, um, looks really healthy. So um, I expect them to get him the ball, especially with Andy Dalton still in there at quarterback. Um, and then Damian Pierce over 66 and a half rushing yards against the Jags. I think Houston's finally starting to give him the ball a lot, <clears throat> regardless of the game script. And Jacksonville really struggled last week, I think, to stop the run in against Philly. I mean, it was you knew Philly was going to run the ball. The weather conditions were bad, and they just still really couldn't stop it. So um, Miles Sanders had what like 120 something yards last week. Yeah. Something like that and two touchdowns, too. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's where I went there. Um, and then my last one, I just threw a touchdown parlay together. I like McLaurin, especially with Dotson out. Um, Alvin Kamara finding the end zone. And then Gabe Davis um, finding the end zone as well, especially if McKenzie's can't go. And I know Dawson Knox is out as well. So um, that's what I'm looking at this week. Do you have any? Did you throw anything together? Yeah, I like all three of those. I put one together. I have uh, Brady going over two and a half touchdowns. I know that's a big number, but 
you know, he's lost, like we mentioned, he lost to the last two games and he hasn't lost three games in a row since 2002. So I think he's going to be pretty motivated to put up some numbers today. So I like Brady over two and a half touchdowns, James Robinson over 61 and a half rushing yards. The Texans, I think are the worst rush defense in the NFL from what I saw. So, uh, and I think Robinson surpassed that number almost every game. I know last week he had a rough week, but he's gone over that number several times. And then Curtis Samuel over 44 and a half receiving yards. It's just going to be McLaurin and Samuel for them at receiver. And so that's a low number to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just put those three together because I think all three of them are very possible. Yeah, I love that. I think Curtis Samuel is going to get a ton of work today. Um, I know he was banged up coming into the week, but I think he's good to go. So um, him and Scary Terry should should have a good game against that terrible Titans secondary. So um, that's all I got. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we, we go today? No, I think that's it. I just hope we get better football than Thursday night. That's all. Yeah, that's for sure. I was looking Green Bay's up three nothing right now on the Giants. So um it's not we're not off to it's a good over. we're not off to a good start. Still only field goals this week. Yeah, so let's get early. that switched. Yeah, um, let's, let's go. Come on, offense. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate the insight as always, sir. Um the, yeah, definitely the music credit as always goes out to ACDC and I'll catch you guys next time. Thanks.